The big question is this. How do us raw feeders take dog health to the next level? How do we avoid the things that make our dogs sick, promote chronic conditions, disease, and shorten their lives? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers because I'm sharing what I've learned after a decade working with clients and watching my own 15-year-old pit bull live life to the fullest. Note, this podcast does not give medical advice. Hello, hello. How are you today? Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go because I need to just record something for you. And I, and I don't mean that, that it's... I don't want you to take this wrong. This, what started as I remembered um, this, a phrase called shedding disease. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it's been with me for years because... Um, and, and I heard it recently on, uh, on YouTube by a Dr. Christy Riesinger. She's been doing a lot about COVID. But anyway, she talked about how we can shed the disease as we get better, even if we don't show any symptoms. And what really bugged me about that is when my kids were little and got their vaccines and the dogs and the cats as well, here's what I was always told. Quote, be very careful when you change diapers, change the litter box, or pick up after your dog for several days after vaccination because they will be shedding the disease and we don't want you to get sick. So be sure to wash your hands vigorously after doing these things. But nobody mentions this anymore. So anyway, so this morning I started um, looking up different things to um, add to my knowledge base to, to talk to you about and I got totally carried away and I even got off track and so anyway it's been five hours you know five hours to bring you like five minutes and and, and I, I admit I kind of have a problem you know like people other people binge on Netflix and I kind of like binge on health websites and you know YouTube health stuff I mean from people I can trust and uh, I'm just I yeah yeah I really it really makes me crazy so let me finish about shedding disease because we really should be talking about it. You know, nowadays, like the doctors did not tell my son and daughter-in-law um, when their babies were vaccinated about shedding delays, disease and absolutely nobody talks about it for dogs. And what is shedding? Um, shedding, what I was told originally was any um, urine or fecal matter will spit. This is live virus, okay? I'm not sure. I don't think the other ones do this. But if it's if it's made from a live, if the vaccine is from live source, um, it is alive and it's going to come go through them alive and come out. So um, um, I don't know whether it comes out through the saliva or not. I was never told that. But I know for sure that it comes through fecal matter and from urine. So anyway, um, anyway, so so back to shedding. What about kennels? Kennel owners just want to be sure your dog has been vaccinated, as if that's it. Of course, for them it is because of their insurance. But if a dog has just been vaccinated, especially with kennel cough, because it's a live, um, it's a live vaccine then how many of them are shedding it and spreading it to all the other dogs? My personal opinion is, yes, it, 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 it is spreading. And, and actually, I, I avoid kennels. Um, I've, Lou has been in a kennel once in her life because there was no choice. Um, long story. But, but anyway, I get babysitters or I don't go anywhere. 
period. Um, so what was I going to say? Anyway, it seems like I said it's only the live modified live vaccines that are the culprits and Bordetella is one. What really, really surprised me was I was on PubMed.com and I read about a study on Parvo. Parvo virus is also a live vaccine and it said at the end of the study the parvovirus DNA load was, quote, very low, whatever that means, but it was detected for 28 days after vaccination. You know, that's, that's, that's like creepy. So anyway, so then, you know, like I said, I'd keep looking around and then I start getting into vaccines and, and I get that that's really a, a tough subject for me now with the whole everything going on and there being talk about the mandatory vaccine that we're done for us humans that we're not going to know anything about because it's not going to have been tested. Um, anyway, the last website I got on was westonaprice.org. If you've never looked at that, there's some cool stuff. It's for people. Uh, but um, Weston A. Price was actually a dentist back in when the heck was he a long time ago um 1870 to 1948 and they used to i guess they called him the isaac newton of nutrition and what anyway what he found uh he started studying going all over the world studying people and what he found was that people who ate a healthy diet didn't get teeth deterioration they didn't get disease and so he started teaching people how to eat and his foundation has obviously lived past him, and they still do stuff like that. Um, they're, they're educational. It's purely um, done by donation. Okay, so anyway, so on this article about vaccine, in what does it say? Studies show that vaccinated individuals spread disease. I know, creepy, huh? So instead of reading, you know, it's a huge page. I was going to pick out something... Okay, anyway, numerous scientific studies indicate that children who receive a live virus vaccination can shed the disease and infect others for weeks or even months afterwards. Thus, parents who vaccinate their children can indeed put others at risk. Um, what else? The great, let's see, you know, we're trying to do this for the greater good, but it doesn't necessarily work. It says both unvaccinated and vaccinated individuals are at risk from exposure from the recently vaccinated because vaccine failure is widespread and vaccine induced immunity is not permanent. And recent outbreaks of diseases like whooping cough, mumps and measles have occurred in fully vaccinated populations. So, and that flu vaccine recipients become more susceptible to future infection after repeated vaccinations. Um, that's all I'm going to read about that because, you know, it's like I really want to tell you stuff, but I, I want you to feel knowledgeable but not get, you know, down about it. It gets kind of depressing. But, um, but it's really important to understand that for yourself and for your dogs. Um, Bordetella, there was another thing I was going to say, because way back when, when I wrote about the kennel cough, um, I explained about what I thought, which basically, you know, I just said, and I, I had interviewed, or not interviewed, but I had read Dr. Ronald Schultz. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he's the head of pathobiological, see if I can remember how to say it, pathobiological, oh, I don't know. Anyway, 
immunizations. <laughs> and he's the chair at uh, the University of Wisconsin. And he sees it, so he's an expert. He's also the one that's hitting up the, um, the rabies vaccine study, trying to get you know, the rabies vaccine to not be given more than once in a lifetime. That's his ultimate goal. Anyway, he said that kennel cough is not a vaccinatable disease. So, and of course, you know, we, we tend to listen to, to vets who don't know any better. And, and Bordetella is given, you know, to really little pups. So anyway, the only other thing I wanted to say was I did get a letter, um, back when I wrote about it, this was probably six years ago, uh, from Lexi uh, in the United States. And she said, I don't recommend the intranasal Bordetella vaccine for puppies ever. All six of my friend's pups came down with the kennel cough within a week after the intranasal vaccine. One was so bad that he developed pneumonia within a few hours of the onset of the cough and nearly died. So I promised her that whenever it came up, I would share that with people because she didn't want anybody else's dog to go through what she what hers did. And of course, it's not the same for everybody. But I think that uh, anything we put in our body, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's food, vaccines, or you rub something on the skin, always affects our health and our long-term health. So that's it and now i can like close all these 57 windows and stop thinking about this stuff maybe i can come up with you know so i can change for tomorrow anyway i'll talk to you later bye